Well, welcome back to the Winner of This Podcast. My name is Nate Robinsoff, and I'm here with Pastor Joseph Tillman, MDiv, soon to be demon. How are you doing today, sir? I'm going I'm I'm to interpret that and translate I, it. I maybe. can't keep trying to say it faster because this is what happens. This is what happens, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm doing well. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Great. Um, <laughs> go to Patreon, $5. Like, subscribe, share, comment, follow, download. Facebook and Instagram is when I heard this podcast and X previously known as Twitter and locals is when I heard this. Tell your friends about the show because that's a good way to podcast. Um, today we're talking about greed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seven deadly sins. Number two. Okay. According to the list that I looked up. Right. Yeah. Got it. The next one is something. I have to look at it again. Anyway, we're talking about greed. All right. Yeah. So, uh, what is that? What is greed? Um. So, I think just a simple definition would be that greed is just a, an excessive desire for more of something. Okay. Okay. And that, uh, you know, I think we often think of it in regards to like wealth or possessions, but I think it can go beyond just those things as well. But I think often that's what we think of it as. Okay. Is that it? That's Matt's. Simple definition for greed. I'm supposed to get a full clip out of this question for the for the algorithm. For the algorithm? Yeah. Yeah. Um okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sorry about that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Do I need to redo the definition? Maybe say just it, say it one more time. Say it slower. Yeah. <laughs> Drag it out some. Just kidding. That was good. All right. Fantastic. All right. So next question. Um what does the Bible say about greed? Okay. Well, I mean, it says a lot, but I'll just read a few different verses. Okay. All right. So starting, we'll start with Jesus. I figure that's a good place to start. Okay. So Luke 12, verse 15, he told them, watch out and be on guard against all greed because one's life is not in the abundance of his possessions. And then 1 Timothy 6, 9 through 10, Paul's writing to Timothy and he says, but those who want to be rich fall into temptation, a trap, and many foolish and harmful desires which plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, and by craving it, some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. And then you've got lists such as um, the list in Ephesians 5.3 or Colossians 3.5, which speaks of greed being one of the acts of sin that's associated with those that are not following Christ, or it's an act of that does not align itself with those who are following Christ. Okay. Yeah. So Bible is pretty clear. Greed's a sin. Okay. Yeah. So why is greed a sin? Um, What's the problem with doing greed? <laughs> yeah. So similarly to what we talked about with pride in the last episode, it's that greed is is a it's it's selfish in nature. Okay. Okay. So a, again, greed is the opposite of God's love. So where God's love is sacrificial, where it's putting others before self, it's caring for the the well being of others before self. Greed is about what I can get, what I want. Therefore, it's selfish because there are times within greed. It's, it's not only that you get what you want, mm-hmm. but you don't care if it costs someone else something as well. Okay. Yeah. And so... Does that always have to be a part of it? No. Okay. No. It doesn't always have to be a direct correlation okay. between your gain and someone else's loss. But it's but again, it's selfish because it's just the accumulating of of whether it be wealth or possessions or things that are kind of outside of the sphere of money. So it w- people think about greed mostly in terms of money. Sure. Though. Oh, sure. And if you gain a lot of stuff, that can also mean I have a lot of stuff that's worth money. Sure. So is greed really just a money thing? No, I mean, it's, it's money, it's possessions. But I think also, like, you know... Someone can be, you know, greedy for attention or okay. fame or power. 
you know, there there's a greed for those things as well. Are there any times it's okay to be greedy? I think the word in of itself lends itself to the fact of no. Okay. I think the word itself is saying it's just this, you know, again, this kind of excessive desire for for more and more of something. Um, and so I, if you're always trying to get more and more of anything, I, I would think that it it would there's not it would not be okay. I I guess the only exception is maybe when we're using that word in a different maybe in a different way. Okay. So like for example. Someone could be greedy for knowledge. Okay. In other words, they're wanting like they're wanting to learn, right? They're they're greedy to learn. They're wanting more and more knowledge, more and more information. Like, so I can see that I could see where someone would use the word in that vein, but I'm not sure it's actually and I understand it's it is saying we're getting in, like more and more of something. But I think it it's kind of taking away from the context in which at least scripturally where it's used more often than not in the context of 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 wealth or possessions so so if you're greedy for stuff that doesn't affect other people i guess or doesn't yeah. harm other people yeah i mean like that is like an excessive desire again for knowledge okay that's that's good right yeah but but if it's if it's just so that I can prove that I'm smarter or no more, that's probably not healthy, right? Mm-hmm. If I have a desire to be, if I have a desire to be physically really healthy, so I'm greedy, quote unquote, for that. Again, that 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 has a a, a place mm-hmm. to want to become healthier and healthier. But again, we, as long as those things aren't turning into idols in our own hearts, in our own lives. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so if I get rich or collect a lot of stuff, uh-huh, am I automatically greedy? Okay, so if you, you get rich, collect a lot of stuff, am I automatically greedy? Yeah. No. Okay. Um, but it's it's such a good question though, because so often we just equate people who are rich with people being greedy. Right. Like we just think it's one and the same. Yep. And some of the most generous people I know are people who would be considered rich. By okay. most other people, so I don't think that being rich equ- has to equate to being greedy. Um, again, I think a lot of people who are rich are are very generous. Um, the collecting of things that's so it, you you mentioned like boats, I think mm-hmm. uh, the question right, and um, like if I'm, yeah. if I'm here collecting yachts or whatever, yeah. um, you know, Truett Cathy, who's the founder of Chick Fil A. Mm-hmm. Um, was greedy AF. <laughs> he wants all the chickens for himself. <laughs> okay, no. So Truett Cathy, founder of Chick Fil A, um, was this was an amazing like he had, he had this amazing collection of cars. Mm-hmm. So classic cars, cars that were on in movies, that kind of thing. Um, he even had one of the Batmobiles that was cool. in one of the original Batman movies, um, and so. So here's this man who is very wealthy collecting all of these really pricey high-end vehicles. And at the same time, we know that Truett was an incredible giver. That from the Windshape Foundation, which was established out of Chick-fil-A, you know, they they fund this they they fund this foster home and do this unbelievable work with foster kids. And we also know that Chick-fil-A gives a lot of money away in scholarships for colleges and for just a whole lot of other things, too. They're, they're a generous um, company. Kathy's a, Kathy, Truett Kathy was a generous man uh, with a generous family. And so I think it's one of those things. It's like, so how do you, I guess what I'm saying is, like, how do you balance someone who we know is generous? Right. With the fact of, yeah, but he also spent a lot of money collecting cars. And I think, I think, I think some of this is, it's relative to how much one makes or has. But then I think also, like, we, we just kind of have to know what's going on in someone's heart. What's interesting about Truett is, like, he would actually acknowledge, he would say, This is my vice. Oh, cars? Cars. 
he would say, this is my vice. Like mm-hmm. he would acknowledge that. And, I, and that's such a, again, that's such an interesting dynamic. And I, so I, I don't know how we, I don't, I think it's, I guess that's where it gets dangerous for us to start judging other people. Okay. With, with, with the way that they are and, or the way they use their money or how they spend things. Now I do think there are people that are living an extravagant type of lifestyle that are not generous and yeah, they probably are greedy. And so I guess a lot of it probably depends on how generous that person is as well with what they have. Like say, say I had a billion dollars tomorrow somehow. Okay. Okay. Right. And I don't want to be greedy. Okay. What do I do? All right. Is it charity? Do I have to give money to random people? Do I have to tip a lot? Do I have to pay for my family's stuff? Uh-huh. Like, do I have to do anything? Can I just let it sit there? Like, okay. there's going to be a lot of pressure on you at that point. Uh, so yeah, how do you not be greedy about it? Okay. Um, you know, Jesus has a couple of different interactions with people that were rich. Okay. And... And so, um, so someone wants to follow him, for example, it's a, it's a, it's, he's incredibly rich, incredibly wealthy, wants to follow Jesus. And Jesus tells him to sell everything, sell it all. Okay. Probably not what you're wanting to hear if you get a billion dollars tomorrow. Glad Jesus isn't around anymore. <laughs> again, I said this last week, I want to say it again. We need to do a, a discussion on the Trinity. And soon and so and jesus, oh my god all right thankfully jesus is alive still see jesus and take my money bags and run <laughs> nope <laughs> okay I'm anyways kidding. anyway this is a real question this is a real question not that you would ever do that nope. all right so <laughs> so jesus tells this one person go sell everything you got mm-hmm. okay to the other person who wants to follow, follow him, he says, all right, listen, you need to repay everything you've took wrongfully from people. Okay. And so so this individual... I'm going to need a line item sheet of that. Right. Please, this, Jesus. This, this individual goes and repays with interest what he wrongfully took from people. Okay. Okay. All right. And so I think what we can conclude from that is that when individuals who, who who do have wealth and they're following Jesus, wanting to follow Jesus, I think it's going to look different for every individual okay, based on what's in their hearts. For the individual that was told to go give everything away, it said that he walked, like, that he was so close to coming into the kingdom, and but yet he walked away sad. And And I get it. Maybe most of us would be sad if Jesus told us to give everything away mm-hmm. to follow him. So like, I, I do get that. But I also think it kind of, the, the gospel writer is sharing it in such a way that you you get the idea, the sense of, I would have followed Jesus, but I just can't give up mm-hmm. all my possessions. And and so, and I think that kind of is getting down to like what was going on in the heart of that person. Where this other individual Jesus like, hey, you got to correct that which was wrong, which you did wrong. This person does it, but he's not asked to give everything away. And so Jesus, again, knowing what's in the heart of that person. And I think that's kind of what gets down to is like, what is Jesus looking at what's in the heart of the person? So he's going to ask different things of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, so in Matthew chapter 6 and in verse 19, going through 24, Jesus says, don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So I think, again, it's getting back to the idea of the heart. Where is the heart? And in verse 24, Jesus says, no one can serve two masters since either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And I think the really the question is, is all right, so Nate, if you get a billion dollars tomorrow, mm-hmm. is that money 
are you gonna like does that money now own you in other words are you are you just kind of enslaved to it where all of life now is about the about this money uh i feel like i feel like for a little bit okay right why right because everyone else is going to want some from you okay and so that's kind of like a thing hanging over your head constantly yeah probably yeah it would be so it kind of is slaving you a little yeah probably right yeah so it's it's definitely it's definitely enslaving some of your your thoughts right, right. and so in other words man how am i going to handle this right how do i do this and i think the question becomes the idea of the heart being the core of who we are, the core of our being, right? So uh, I think the question Jesus would be asking is, all right, so, but does it have your heart? Are you given over to it? Mm. Do you feel no need for me anymore? Do you, are you, you know, because you have the money and you are self-sufficient now, right? You, you've got everything you quote unquote need, at least on a tangible temporal level. Mm -hmm. Does Jesus kind of get moved to the side, right? I think that's what Jesus is kind of getting at here. It's like what hold, what has a hold of your heart? So if Truett Cathy parked one of his cars in Jesus's spot, okay, that's when that would have been a bad thing. That, yeah, I think so. That Jesus had nowhere to be inside the garage. Yeah, and I think one of the things too is it's like, does Jesus have? Does Jesus have permission to have all of that? Oh, at any point. At any point. Well, I have heard that it is. Or are you kind of holding it just for you? Right. Yeah. It's it's easier for people who gained a lot of money Mm -hmm. to gain a lot of money again. Okay. Right. Yeah, if if they're the ones that did it, yeah, not just inherited or right, whatever. Right, right. But yes, if they if they worked really hard and made a bunch of money. Correct. If Jesus said give it all away, it'd be like two years, and they'd have that same amount of money again. I mean, it's it's very well possible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. This, there's there's plenty of stories of individuals mm-hmm. that make millions. You know, lose everything, lose everything, and then do it again, and do it again. Yeah. I mean, I I know someone. And it's it's almost like they're a uh, I don't know I don't know them really well but I do know them and it's it, they go through that cycle all the time because they're like this they're like a I can't remember the, the name of it but like they're like a um like like a heavy like entrepreneur type mm-hmm. and so they throw everything into everything like oh like make, into, into the next into, invention yeah they, they or right and they they'll make tons of money on something and they're like okay well now I'm gonna go do this yeah and they'll lose it all. But they have enough. They have enough skill set and a high level competency to go make millions mm. again, <laughs> and they'll do the exact same thing. And sometimes it works, and sometimes it, you know, and it's like they're just kind of this constant back and forth. But mm. they can't like almost stay just doing the one thing. And so, um, yeah, so it's, it's kind of a so I, yes. But you're not wrong. People generally do that. And I think the the question of it is constantly well. If that happens, or even if you're building money back up, at that point, would you would you have that money? You know, in other words, would you would or I'm sorry, would Jesus still have your heart? Mm-hmm. That's really the question. Would that money have you? Yeah. Would that money have you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so that's the the answer. Yeah, I think so. And I think you get a good point of like the difference of like working towards something um, versus just kind of inheriting something, right? Um, I think sometimes when we work towards something, we understand the value of it more, mm-hmm. and so therefore we're probably we're, we um, we're probably not as enslaved by it as much. We know we we know what it took to get there. Mm-hmm. If you're just handed it, it's you're probably not as careful with it, and it probably does own you a little bit more. Um, like for example, like because the, you don't know how to make it yourself. Yeah, exactly. And so there's probably a fear of if I do, like if I gave this all away, well, I wouldn't be get it back. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like the rich young ruler who's asked to give everything away, more than likely he inherited what he had. Mm-hmm. He was rich because of his, of who his family was. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he had the money he did. 
And so, yeah, I think there's a concern from him, for example, when Jesus says, give everything away. And he's like, oh, man, it's all my inheritance. That's everything. Nope. Yeah. So people can completely ruin everything for themselves and their families by trying not to be greedy. Trying not to be greedy. Okay. And giving their money away all the time. Okay. And feeling like they always have to pay for everyone's stuff everywhere and all that. Yep. So what, how, like, what is that? Bro, that's a good question. Yeah. I mean, because <laughs> there's so many layers to that. Mm-hmm. Um, because you you have to love the fact that people have hearts that want to give and help people, especially their family or their community. But you love that part. There's also a cultural dynamic in this. Okay. So there's a cultural dynamic where in some cultures, you would be expected to help out your family. You would be expected to care and provide for your siblings and for your parents and that kind of thing if you if you earned a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then of course in America we have more a much more individualistic society. So people who earn a lot, it's not it's not really in the it's not really in the setting of what you have to give to family. But I think like what you were talking about earlier though. But it's, I think it goes beyond that question of do I feel like I need to give to family? And whereas people, family, friends, people yeah. you knew growing up come out of the woodworks and now all of a sudden they want a little piece of what you've right. got. And, and so, and if you feel like you owe it to them somehow, some way, yeah, I mean, I think you can be, I think one can become very foolish with their money. Okay. Because sometimes we have to also realize who, like, in giving this money to this person, is it actually helping them? Right. Is it just enabling them not to work for a couple of years or, I mean, whatever it is, um, is it, are they actually going to be a better person like going forward, um, a contributing individual to society or that, you know, like what does it make them? What does it, you know, it's one thing like probably like the most common thing, right. Is like, um, athletes you know like let's say they make it to professional you know mm-hmm. uh, professional team and they end up buying their mom a house mm-hmm. that happens i mean over and over again yeah. and i think like like you like i get that right um but then you've got those same type athletes and they feel like they owe it to not just their mom but they owe it to like everybody they knew right and now they have these massive entourages and matt not because they necessarily even feel like they want to be, but they feel they owe it to these people. And then by the time they're out of the league or several years later, they're broke. Um, and I think you you end up with those cycles again because people feel like what you're talking about here, that they've got to try to help these people. Um, and and then if you throw, and, and that's without a sense of trying to be greedy or not, and then you throw the context of the, the guilt of being greedy by not giving, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I think that can really derail some people. And so I guess this is like where wisdom really comes into play, right? Well, that's my next question. Okay. Basically is how do I, how do I deal with the, with the fact that if I have a lot of money, I'm going to feel like I'm greedy. Everyone can be telling me I'm greedy. And if I also have an, a lot of money, People can be asking for it, and I yeah. feel like I have to give it away. Right. Where is that balance? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> again, I, I think a lot of it probably has to do with, like, all right, what's what's my – all right. Obviously, the heart in the matter is I don't want to be greedy. Right. And so the heart and how, and, is true. And part of it is how do I know that Jesus is okay with what I'm doing? Yeah. Because that would be that would be like if you were trying to be a Christian. Sure. That would be the biggest thing is like absolutely is like every check am I doing <laughs> the right thing the right thing with it according to Jesus? Yeah. What's the like? I, no, I ten percent to him and then who yeah. knows? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. No, I mean I th- I I really think I mean I think it's hard. I think it's much more difficult than than. I think if you don't have money, you don't realize how hard that situation is. Right. Because we think, man, if I didn't have money, I'm good. 
right? Well, what we're also talking about is I have enough money to 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 not just survive paycheck to paycheck, but if I have enough money to be comfortable, right? In in my I don't have day, any money, and I day, figure that could be hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, but if one's got a lot of money, I, I think that's really hard because you're 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 constantly having to ask, well, Lord, what do I do with this? Um, you know, Holy Spirit, what do I do? You know, with with this amount of money, do I? Is there a, is there a mission agency I'm supposed to be supporting? Is there yeah? Um, a, the, does the church need something? Does you know like there's all these? Does my and family, every time you give to an organization, you don't know if they're doing the right thing with it stuff with it. And I had like it's too complicated. Yeah, ah uh, man. So people don't get rich. <laughs> <laughs> that's the reason. Yeah, that's really the reason. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it, again. I just think it's really complicated. I'm not complicated. Well, maybe it is. I think it's hard for individuals that are really wanting to do the right thing with what mm-hmm. they have. You know, like, so we're not talking about the jerks that just, you know, like they've got their money, it's their money. Yeah. They don't care what anybody else is saying or doing about it. We're, we're talking about the people that have money and they're really genuinely, honestly wanting to do the right thing with it. Um, and not go broke at the same time right. by giving it all away. Um, but being faithful to the Lord and being faithful to his people. And I, I like the pull on people to care for their family when they're in that situation, whether that is parents or siblings or children, grandchildren, the pull on them to 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 do the right thing for their church, for their community. I mean, that's, that's a lot of pull. Um, it seems like it'd be really easy to just, like, I guess that's why that verse is in there, that it's hard for rich people to go through a needle and get into heaven through there or whatever. Yeah. That that after trying to figure all that out and deal with it, even if you were trying to do the right Christian thing, it'd be like, I don't, I don't know. And this is too hard. Screw it. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to be rich and have fun. Right. <laughs> with and, my uh, money. Right. And, and you, you know, you're talking about where Jesus says, you know, it's more, it's more difficult for, you know, to pass through the eye of a needle. Right. Um, and then for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven, he never mentions the size of the needle. This is true. But I think we understand what he's getting at principally. And so I think that the in it, I think what you're saying is hard because one, let's say money doesn't because this person obviously money doesn't own them. Right? Mm-hmm. To this person, they're not wanting to be greedy. Money doesn't have their heart. Mm-hmm. The Lord has their heart. They're just trying to, to figure out what's the right thing to do with the money they do have. Um, and, you know, and I, I think a lot of counsel from probably some other people would, would behoove them. And I know that that that's dicey in of itself because it's like, right. I got to make sure I'm talking to the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, you know, the right people are probably not all your family members. You know, it's probably someone, a financial advisor outside of that world. And that can actually... in. But then again, you don't want to just be turned into a selfish person and just take all the money you have and throw it into an account or throw it into uh, the market and just, you know, let it be, um, you know, how to be faithful with that. So I've never been in that situation. So I, I don't know how to answer that, to be honest with you, other than the fact that I think it's just the Holy Spirit, a lot of time in prayer, ask the Lord for wisdom, you know. You're you're gonna I guess prepare you know a, a budget sheet and you're gonna want to save what you can and I think the you know and, and yet be generous um, and to how to balance that out man that's gonna that's different for every person too. All right, so well if we get rich, all right somehow. Okay, let's do another episode. That sounds great. When we when we'll we do greed part two. When we've got money just flying in, yeah, we will mm-hmm. we will do another episode on how we handle it. Yep. So the church is greedy. Defend that. <laughs> okay. So every church is greedy? Mm-hmm. Or just in general the greedy? What are we going for here? Well, they always want money. Okay. They, We've talked about this before, right. but not in this context. So right. What's up? <laughs> okay. So you're right. The fact that money is talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no way around it. Mm-hmm. This talks about a lot. Um you know, in some churches, it's talked about every single week. Um, yeah. 
you know, because every, the whole time. <laughs> well, hopefully not the whole time every single week. I mean, I know some churches they they pass the offering plates, and mm-hmm. that's about the extent of it. I know other churches they do a message, they do like a like a sermonette, like they do like a message before the offering. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and one church I went to passed around storage tubs as if they were trying to tell us something. <laughs> I mean, that's one way of doing it. So that's kind of crazy. All right, it's uh, it's not didn't really happen. <laughs> well, that's good. Because I've been in places. They were like, really big, though. We had to like. <laughs> well, I've been in places where they've done like three offerings. Really? Because the first two offerings weren't sufficient enough. Oh. Yeah, that happened. Wow. Yeah. Anyways. Um, I've seen two before. Yeah, the two offerings? Yeah. But I think one of them was for something different. Yeah, use like sometimes you'll see the two offering when it's like, all right, here's our regular giving for the week, mm-hmm. and then here's like a special offering we're taking for a, a missionary or right. special yeah. need or whatever. Um, and also here's the regular one again. <laughs> Stick that in there one more time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I mean, absolutely, there are churches that talk about it a lot, and 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 I believe you know churches. There are churches that are greedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially in the prosperity gospel world, you know, where every like where your where your faith, your spirituality, is co- coincides with how much money you have, coincides with quote unquote being blessed um, through financial means. You know, people re- will refer to the prosperity gospel as like the the health and wealth gospel, and it's that idea of God wants you wealthy, right? And so. If that's the premise from which you're working from, then if God wants you healthy or wealthy, well, healthy and wealthy, then obviously he wants the church mm-hmm. to be wealthy. And healthy. Yeah. And he wants the pastor to be really wealthy. And and you see this over and over again um, in these prosperity gospel churches. And I mean, and, and I won't go on any rants. You know how much I hate them. <laughs> um, so I, I cannot stand it. But. But I also think it's true. I think greed is true and found in non-prosperity um, gospel churches as well, because I think there's a greed, especially since the whole seeker-sensitive church movement started, um, where huh? I'm like when like when the like when the movement started in like the 80s with the C- and, and into the 90s the seeker sensitive church with the CEO type business model. And so in in church began to be run like a business. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of went away from the value, what had been value. Sorry. We went away from what had been a value to the church. So it wasn't any more spiritual growth. How many people coming to know Jesus? How many baptisms where that used to be kind of the, the the metric if you if you were um, oh, okay. of how things were measured and uh, in churches and now and, and it continues to this day you have this idea of how big are our buildings how much money do we have in the account how many people are in our seats right um, and so so on your website do you have like a ticker for baptisms <laughs> since opening and and souls saved, saved since opening no we, 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 we oh, that's interesting hey church i'm at is 195 years old yeah those numbers would be huge probably yeah you I should put them up there i need to look into that it's a good idea all right so but i think that this idea of greed though this the, you know i'm accumulating money um we're building bigger buildings like kind of the idea of like look at us right the the greed for the newer, the greed for the bigger, um, and and like let's see how big we get our bank account and all that kind of stuff. And that's, I think that's coming to churches because of the whole business model mindset behind churches. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do think there can be greed again, not just in the prosperity gospel churches, but just in your normal, just quote unquote average church. And and I don't think. Again, I think there's the bigger and all that kind of stuff, but I don't think it's necessarily relegated to just the um, mega churches. Okay. Because I think other churches can kind of get into the mindset of the same thing. They're smaller, 
but they're like, but we want to be like those churches. So there's a sense of we we need we need mm. this we have this desire to accumulate funds so that we can do things to start looking like the mega churches, and that's there as well, unfortunately. So how do I how would I stop being greedy? Um. Okay. Well, first we remember whose money or whose resources it is to begin with. Okay. That that everything we have is from the Lord. So okay. it's it's his. And I think that's kind of so we understand that's his. And therefore it's not for us to accumulate. Because okay. because resources are, because they're his need to be used for his kingdom. And so that's kind of the way I think about it for example like in a, with a church, our church. So like if we're doing really well financially, I have to remember this is his money, right? Mm -hmm. And he's not asking me to just and asking our church just to accumulate money in our own bank account. It's for his kingdom. So then the question is, well Lord, what do we do with the funds that we have for your kingdom? Okay. And then we have to make sure we're 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 asking the Lord that question. We're talking about it, kind of come to that Acts 15 thing where we say it seems good to the Holy Spirit and to us to do to do this. Um, and but I think that's a huge part of it is remembering whose money and resources it is to begin with. And then, secondly, I think we have to ask like why? Are, like if we're if we're greedy for if we're if we're having an issue with greed for more money or for more uh, stuff. stuff, why? Like, why is that in our heart? Like, what insecurity do we have in our heart that's trying to be met by those things? Like, what do we think will be filled in us by having more money or more stuff? Um, and I think a lot of that goes back to a sense of our own insecurities about who we are. Okay. Yeah, because I think if we're secure in who we are, in the Lord and our identity— then we're not trying to accumulate things to validate who we are, to validate, you know, our status, our reputation before other people. Okay. Yeah. So, and then, and so if, if I, if I'm remembering whose resources it is, and I'm asking the why would I want more things, then I think that leads me ultimately to the cross, and saying, well, Lord, you're, you are willing to give up everything to come and die for me. So why is it that I'm not content with what I have presently? He got it all back, though, and ended up right where he started. Just had to go through death to get there. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that we have to look at it in the sense of, are we willing to die, though? Right? Are, okay. we, are, we, willing to, are we willing to give up everything? So regardless right, of getting back or not. Okay, so you're saying he still had to do the give up everything part. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I mean, think about it. He's God, and he chooses to come down and live with humanity mm -hmm. on Earth. That's that's mind blowing to me. He could have stayed up there in heaven and had the whole place to himself. He could have. <laughs> yeah, and left everyone in purgatory. Right. <laughs> we're gonna do an we're gonna do an episode on purgatory too. <laughs> oh God! All right. <laughs> That actually would be a good episode, though. We did one. Did we do one on purgatory? We did one on heaven and hell, and I asked you about purgatory. Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah. about that. Oh, that's yeah. good stuff. Um, I, I guess, going back to the question, for, <laughs> I think Paul's words are really important, where Paul says, I've learned to be content at all times, whether with much and, and having plenty, or whether without having any, I've learned to be content. Mm -hmm. And I think that we need to ask the Lord, Lord, can I be content? Whether I have a lot or whether I have nothing, can I just be content in you, Lord? And therefore not having to have this urge, this desire to keep accumulating. So say I'm super rich. Okay. Because... And I'd love for you to be super rich. That'd be awesome. Me? Yeah. Why? Because you want some of my money? Maybe. No, I'm just... All no. right. Okay. So anyway... Okay. <laughs> Say, say I was super rich and I acquired all of that wealth through just being greedy as hell the whole time. Okay. Okay. All right. Like the worst form of it. Okay. And then I'm all the way rich. Right. Like 
the richest person in the world. Okay. And I'm flying satellites and driving around. <laughs> flying satellites. Cyber okay. trucks and, okay. and, you know, yeah. All right. Shooting rockets into space. <laughs> okay. Doing all the stuff, but I was greedy the whole time. Okay. And that's the only reason I have it. Okay. But at that point, I, I guess, become a Christian. Okay. And realized that I shouldn't have done all that. Right. Now what do I do? Oh, man. Um, I think you need to go before the Lord and say, Lord, what do I do? Like, wh- like because you're not going to, more than likely, you're not going to be able to make every wrong right. Based, right. you know, in other words, you're, you're probably not going to be able to go back and, right. and help ev- or, or quote unquote fix or undo every person or every company you screwed over on the way to your accumulation of wealth. So I think it's that point, like, all right, Lord, here's where I'm at now. What do you want me to do with what I have? And, and I think the Lord would, I, I'd be very interested to see what the Lord would say, but I think a lot of it would be similar to like the other person who accumulated wealth by stealing from others. And then he had to go give back what he had taken and, and even he put, you know, percentage more on top. And so I think there would be a lot of, all right, well, you've gained by taking, by stealing. Now it's time to give. And so then I think this would be what the Lord would have to, you just have to be before the Lord and say, Lord, how do I do that? And who do I give it to? And what, what do I do with this money? Do you think greed is a big problem in our society? In America? Oh, sure. Okay. I mean, you know, we have the whole, you know, the whole phrase of like keeping up with the Joneses and everything else. I think there's a, yeah, I do. I think there's a greed that says I I, I won't. Like in regular America, not not just Christian America. Like yeah, all yeah, of yeah. Us. I'm talking about re- regular. Yeah, okay. That's what I was talking about. I'm okay. sorry. Like regular America. Yeah, I think there's a greed to, I think there's a greed to get. Okay. But I want to I want to put a caveat with this too. I also think we're an incredibly generous country. Okay. Um, I think that when you look at statistically who is giving the most to charity to and to um, nonprofits, I mean it it's it is Americans, and so I think we're a very generous country in in some ways. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that Christian um, DNA that's still within us. Okay. okay? That there's, a, there's a generosity there. But I also think that in the midst of our economic boom and our economic growth and the urbanization and secularization of our society, that there's also a a rising number of individuals that are not generous. Okay. Um, or that when they are generous, it's to be seen. You know, look at me. Mm-hmm. I just gave away a million dollars. Do it for the gram. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really? And, and so, um, which will probably just generate more money for you anyway. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there's a rising spend money to make money. Well, that is a truism as well, but and so, but there's, I think there's this rising tide of the secularization part where where we're probably not quite as generous as we once were. Um, now I don't have the stats to to support that. I have to go look that up, but that'd be my guess, um, and just percentage wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, uh, so I, so I, in other words, I guess I I do think greed's a problem, but I also do think there are generous people still. Um, and I think, and I will say this, I, I have, I have, um, I have gone to a, to a, to a, um, I'm serving a, a church that's in a more rural area now. Mm-hmm. And I am actually blown away by the generosity of these people. Um, and it's, it's a, it's more of a mindset thing, um, of to care for their community to care for, you know, for, you know, especially as a lot of these families have lived in this area for a really long time. And there's a sense of caring for the community, caring mm-hmm. for each other. And I don't think you always see that in, in more urban settings or in, in 
larger city settings where people are very transient. There's not as, as much of a sense of community. Um, it's because there everyone's just in your way. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and there's and there's and no you don't like, want to help them be there anymore. Right? <laughs> and there's not like this great allegiance to the a community because mm-hmm. everyone's transplanted into it. You right. know, um, where like the community that I'm in right now, like people have been there for. I mean, decades, generations, you know, um, you know, especially like in our church, you've got, you know, family members like their, their parents, their grandparents or great, great grandparents are buried out in our cemetery in the back of the church. And so there's such a, a connection to the area and to the community. And so, um, and, and there is a little different mindset there and, uh, it's been very interesting to observe and to watch. Uh, there's some of the most giving people. I've ever been around. So well, I said this last week, but <laughs> Joseph's yeah. trying to score brownie points. <laughs> the church. Jeez. I really just I'm just being truthful, man. <laughs> I'm just being truthful. People are so nice. <laughs> I, I didn't say they were all nice. I said they were all generous. Generous. Right. <laughs> nice is overrated. Okay. Hopefully. I am going to get richer. Okay. So what should I keep in mind or whatever so that I'm not being greedy or going the other way and being like, you know, giving everything away. Right. I don't want to give everything away. No, I mean, you you need money to live and you, because if I get rich, I'm going to have worked for it. Right. And there's nothing wrong with having savings and nothing wrong with me preparing for retirement and all those things, right? There's nothing wrong with those things. Right. And so, I, I mean, I, I mean, hopefully, you know, like, okay, you're getting rich. Hopefully you're already on a budget. You continue on with that budget. And then you're adding in, obviously, and you're going, wow, I can save more and I can give more. Okay. Right? I can save more and I can give more. And I think one of the things that we have to make sure of is like when we're growing in wealth, that it's not just, oh, look at me, I can spend more. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm making a separation between spending and giving. And so like, it's not just that I'm spending more things on myself or, or even for others. Right. But, but there's a sense of, okay, I'm going to, I, I mean, obviously you're going to self expenses. You're still going to spend, but hopefully save and hopefully be generous in giving. And I think that's going to be a, a good word there. Generous. Um, and that we want to be, we want to be generous in our giving. And, you know, I think there can be a mindset of, well, I gave, you know, okay, you gave, you were a giver, but where, but are you generous in your giving? Mm-hmm. And again, that's going to look different for every single person based on their income and their family situations and what they're having to deal with, take care of. Right. Um, and so if, if you're, if you have, for example, if you're in a season of life and you have um, elderly parents and they're ha- they have expenses due to their medical needs, your some of your resources may be going to help provide for them. If I just say flat out no to stuff like that, is that me being greedy? Uh, if you can help, like if I had a billion, if I had a billion dollars and right my family member needed. Right. A surgery. Right. And I've got an extra billion dollars laying around. Right. And I don't help. Am I automatically greedy if I do that? I would really want to know why you didn't help. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying you're greedy. Okay. I'm just saying what were those circumstances of why they needed the help and why you couldn't or and why you chose not to give it. I mean, I don't know. I'm not in that situation. But. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But, right. Yeah. Like if 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 it was a situation where someone had a medical expense or a medical emergency come up, came up and you had the ability to help, I, I, I mean, more than likely you should, you should help. This is just me trying to find the line. I know. <laughs> I, and, I would never do that. Right. <laughs> like, you know, um, it makes me think of in the book of, I won't go to it, but in the book of James, it it's James writes that, you know, if someone asks you for a coat, give them your coat. Um, Okay. And, and so I think that, in other words, if there's a, what he's getting to is if there's a need, help people in need. 
Okay. Not just in not just in like their wants, but in their needs. Like if like the the big the the idea of of giving in that point in time of need was always around shelter, food, and clothing. Okay. Okay. And so and so what James is saying is if listen, if someone has an actual need, like they need a coat for the winter and you've got a coat that you can give them, give them the coat. And what he's saying is help meet needs. And I think that's kind of maybe the where you're where you're looking for that line, mm-hmm. the the kind of the wisdom of going, all right, if are they is it a need that I'm that they're asking me to help with, or is it just a want? Okay. they're asking me to help with. And I think that helps give some kind of wisdom to the way we handle things. Um, you so know, ask for wisdom. You know, the Lord says, if you ask for wisdom, I'll give it to you. Okay. So, you know, yeah, wisdom. Well, I want wisdom, uh, Lord. Amen. So I can be rich. <laughs> hey, I want you to be rich. <laughs> and then I want you to be generous, right? Yeah. Because there's nothing wrong with being rich. Yes, it says that money can be the roots, the root of all kind of evils, right? But it's not just money; it's the love of money mm-hmm. can be the roots of all kind of evil. Having money in and of itself, being rich is not a sin. Okay, I mean we've got to get that off the table because for some people that's like they just go, "You're rich, you're a sinner." No, like we need people who are wealthy to fund so much of what's happening. In mm. the kingdom and in just humanitarian aid and in just care for people and in charities and nonprofits. I mean, they're dependent on people who can write large checks at mm. one time. So we need people to be rich. Cool. Let's get rich. I'm for it. And then let's do this episode again in like 15 years. That'd be awesome. And we're still going to be doing the podcast. Still do the podcast. <laughs> Be rolling I feel in. like there's an infinite amount of topics that we could do, and we'll make it there. Yeah, we'll get there. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Of course, and- I don't know anything. I'm not rich. <laughs> this is my first time doing a podcast. Yeah. We got it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, God created everything, so there's got to be did. a lot of stuff to talk about. Oh, there's a whole lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah. Yes. That's that's yeah why it's, yeah, yeah right anyway cool we'll do another episode in fifteen years that sounds great uh this has been the when I heard this podcast you can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at when I heard this podcast and X previously known as Twitter and locals at when I heard this go to Patreon five dollars like subscribe comment share follow download tell your friends about the show you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Nate Robinsoff and you can follow Joseph on Instagram at Rev Joe T. This has been the Winner Hurts Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.